0: I'm Claire Manship. And
1: I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week.
0: The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days, and we break it down. So
1: please, keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. Now, we touched upon it a little bit before, I think, but... um. The creators of the show, um, Amy Sherman-Palladino and Daniel Palladino, yeah. they're uh, both pretty controversial figures uh, in television and even like in their own fandoms. So, um, and even on your show, um, so what are your thoughts on their like fucks no, no fucks given or fucks no given, no <laughs> fucks given interviews and how they like plug uh, their show and how they talk about it and everything.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's refreshing and super fun in a room of uh, like like for example, the TCA's. Are you guys familiar with like the pomp and circumstance of the TCA? I think I'm.
0: It, I think I might have watched it one time, but I've you know, I've never been to an award show like it at all.
2: Well, it's actually well, it's uh, it's not an award show. but the TCA is the Television Critics Association.
0: Oh, you and know. What what I'm thinking of the CMAs, which is a completely unrelated the country music uh, awards.
2: <laughs> when Amy and Daniel won best new country artist, I was as shocked as anything.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so the but TCAs, yes, the
2: TCAs are, are this like weird thing that's been like just a uh, television tradition for many decades, where networks um, gather all of the press for three weeks at a time, twice a year, <clears throat> to do press conferences and to answer questions and, and to, you know, you know, give people... It used to... It made sense, you know, 10 or 15 or even 20 years ago when we'd have the internet, but now it's like a super out-of-date, antiquated way of, like, doing press for TV shows. But all that's to say, like, I was in the room this year, and I'll <clears throat> probably be my last year that I'm in the room for one of those, just because it's so boring, like, the TCA, the culture of it, and the tradition is, like, you can't applaud, you can't clap, because you're a journalist, so you have to, you know, showcase uh, objectivity, and so everything's very sterile, and so for stuff like that, like, the Paladinos were a breath of fresh air, so, like, when people ask her questions, like, oh, you know, you said originally that you wanted to, uh, you know, dole them out one at a time, and and, you know, Netflix is releasing them all at once. What do you think of that? And then ASP's like, up there making jokes about killing herself, and we're all <laughs> getting a good laugh out of it. And she is a person that would benefit with, like, a no-time-limit, no-language uh, restriction. Just put her on somebody's microphone for two or three hours and see what comes out. Because she is as much as anyone. It's very funny, like, one big difference between her and Eric Sorkin, because we compare them so so dang much on the show, that's mostly my fault, that's 100% my fault, <laughs> is that Sorkin, in real life, the gap between him and his characters is bad. Like, he's like an elitist, kind of an Ivy League, dyed-in-the-wool liberal, kind of bookish type who is smart and is a little bit elitist, but in terms of the way he talks and the way he articulates himself, he is not Josh Lyman. He is not Will McAvoy in the newsroom. He's not that But A.S.P. is kind of Lorelai, and she's kind of (laughs) Michelle Simpson. She's basically those characters. And so the energy really is a channeling, more so than a, let me invent something. It's more like, let me capture this thing that's coursing through my veins already. So in that sense, that's like a really interesting, usually you see those gaps. Like, like you see the gap between David Lynch, who's just like super you know, clean, uh, uh, 50s-looking guy, and then he makes the darkest, most twisted shit ever. Like, but with ASP, it is a funny contrast in terms of the energy. I mean, not in terms of the language, or certainly the way she dresses, which is, like, you know, Anne Rice on a budget. You don't see that on the show as much. But definitely, like, her her talking style. And so it's fun. Like, any interview she does, I'll read, because it won't just be, like, talking points. It won't be, like... Netflix and Warner Brothers wanted me to say this, so blah 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 But I think you know, I think she's a tremendous genius and talented and gifted and one of a kind. And, uh, and I think Daniel's there too. Uh, <laughs> she, she's alongside with her. Yeah. Um, however, I think you know, just like anybody, her her vices and virtues are. Are, are much of the same ilk. She's definitely not infallible. And and the stuff that I like about her stuff, I like even more after having done this podcast. But the stuff I dislike, I dislike so much more. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially after
2: this like after this season of TV where it's like, or I should say in this era of TV where it's like, there's 50 good shows that nobody's watching right now and your friends are going to tell you to watch. And like, did you see Legion? Did you see Fargo? Did you see, did you see the season of The Americans? Did you see The New House of Cards? Did you see... This new thing on Crackle or Hulu or Netflix or pizza—like that's so much more competition. So it will be interesting to see, like, if they can adapt to really what is this new bar? If uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel gets picked up on Amazon right. and airs on Amazon Prime, it'll be interesting to see if, like, oh yeah, we upped our game a little bit. Because if it is, just, if Mrs. Maisel is just like. You know, it's a fast-talking, witty woman. We know it's going to be that. But if it's like, it's a quirky, small town, and there's townies, and Sam Phillips is doing the score, I might have to bow out because, I mean, no. Who am I kidding? I'm going to watch all of them things. But (laughs) I'll be much less affected by it than I would something else because there's people who grow and adapt and evolve with their audiences, and then there's some people who kind of write the same song over and over again. Which there's, you know, there's pros and cons to that. No one's going to fault Bruce Springsteen for putting out another song about America. But if you're not growing with your audience in some way, the seams of that are going to show. And I think given that she's only done, really, there's only been two substantial works to her name. Between Gilmore and Bunheads, everything else was lost to the dead. Or didn't go, or didn't get bought, or, you know. And Bunheads isn't even that it's only 18 episodes but it is like what are we doing like let's let's figure this out so right and she's also i think she also strikes me as a dan Harmon type where the swagger and the the uh that she cares herself with does not match her like commercial value like if greg berlanti came out and talked like she talked then i would get it because it's like or, or I should say, if Shonda Rhimes came out and talked the way she talked, which she a 1,000% wouldn't, maybe that's why she's responsible for 2% of the Disney Corporation's profit. <laughs> but if she came <laughs> out and talked like that, like, what, well, I don't give a fuck, blah, 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 then it would kind of make sense, because it's like, yeah, you own a whole night of television forever for as long as you want. Like, that's a big amount of power. But with Gilmore, it is like, it was on for seven years, and it made money for WB, but it wasn't huge. Butt had failed. Jezebel James failed. Wyoming Project didn't get picked up. And same for Harmon, it's like Community kind of went on for five seasons, but it wasn't a hit. And, you know, like, so there's an audience there, but the swagger is different from the market value of the writer, if that makes sense. And so mm-hmm. it's not like she's, like, pulling down Oscars and Emmys every year. So it is a funny thing. And she is, a, she is a very, she's one of the most fascinating, like, writers, showrunners I've seen in television. And especially when you consider like her background and coming from Roseanne, where it's like, Roseanne was a tyrant. She was a despot running that writer's room. And so you have to imagine on some level, you know, like the old psychology thing, like hurting people hurt people. Like there's a little bit of that passed on to like whether it be her writer's room or the way she runs the show. So she remains a fascinating character that I hope one day comes on the show and then shoots me in the head. Hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So Ian hasn't gotten that far in your show yet, but they have this theory that – I mean, the first time you met Amy Sherman Palladino, she was like, oh, it's you. I heard about you in your show. Really? So now – like, It was
2: like a superhero meeting a villain in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I have to say it but- was Skin crawling intense, yes. and I just never know. And and I've met this woman and her husband. Like I don't know. We've we've been in the same rooms and talked at this point like six, seven,
0: eight times now. I still don't know where we stand.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: Ian doesn't I still Ian, don't know. Geez, Ian doesn't even know things. that um Amy Amy offered him a drink and Kevin hadn't drank in a long time. Like he had just been like you know, sober by choice for a while, and then Amy's like, no, no, you're gonna drink. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Wow, I'm learning so much tonight. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she's responsible for my current-day alcoholism. Oh, gosh. But Daniel's my sponsor, so it's like a real conflict of interest.
0: Oh, well, at Uh, least you're in good hands. He'll have the humor for you. You know, maybe that's the way Uh, that she shoots you in the head, is she slowly, she's poisoning you slowly. (laughs) That'd be amazing. I love this (laughs) Um... Oh, okay. Another um, thing I told Ian about you is the following. Okay,
1: so apparently I learned about this today, but you and I have something in common, which is our incredible crush on Kelly Bishop. And <laughs> oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> and I know um, she's been on your show before, right?
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to snag her for about fifteen minutes in ATX. I mean, I hope one day, one day, perhaps. <laughs> the future that we get her for a little bit more time because we really did not get to get into it i mean we got into it after the mic was turned off ironically she like we had a conversation that was everything i would have wanted the interview to be but i guess it it couldn't be because then she was like throwing shade left and right smoking (laughs) oh my god maybe it could never be that but yeah yeah we Um, uh we interacted although the last time i saw her she gave me a little kiss, hello, but and she recognized me. But I promise yes. you, she did not remember my name.
1: <laughs> oh, um. So aside from that, who else have been like your favorite guests on the show, like from the cast or the crew?
2: Uh, I mean, from the from the cast and crew. I mean, one of the more fun, uh, or one of the more fun like little series of interviews we did. Was when we had the writers on, like Jane Essendon and Sheila Lawrence, who were just so amazing and talented and generous and kind and sweet, and so having them on meant a lot. Sheila Lawrence came and brought us, like, pumpkin spice lattes, and we just sat around and talked about working on the show,
0: and yes, so Sheila.
2: that was fun. Scott Patterson was important for obvious reasons, yes. and, and just kind of like, kind of like started the top spinning with all the revival and rumor talk, and and all that, and that's when, you know, the show got this broad national attention we hadn't received before from the community and then from the press as well.
0: All right, um, so for, but, you know, for... what? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, for our oh, listeners, Scott Patterson plays Luke on uh, Gilmore Girls, oh. and when he was on Kevin and Demi's show, he happened to kind of, like, mention in a vague-ish enough way that there were whispers about a revival, and then suddenly their show blew up, Scott Patterson blew up, and then they had this panel, and Netflix announced they were doing it. like, all happened so fast. That's
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Kevin, I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Oh, no, you're fine. Um,
0: but, yeah, so, so
2: that's been fun, and it's been fun to, like, become a little small. But Like, I mean, there's the Gilmore family, and then maybe we're, like, the distant cousins of it. Because stuff <laughs> like going to Connecticut and doing the Fan Fest and, and getting to hang out with Keiko and Sean again, and Rose, and all those people was just so much fun uh, to do. Liz Torres was a really fun interview too, but but stuff like that, where it's like, oh yeah, we all know each other, we're all good with each other, and this is what the show is, and you know, and that that we like built up a little bit of trust over the last couple of years was nice, and it, and it feels like there's like a new, you know, group of people in our lives, and 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 for me, growing up with the show, that was very meaningful. Personally, but, like, be in touch and then be connected with these people in, in such a uh, – maybe it's not profound, but just in a in a fun and lovely way. And then also that goes, too, with, like, the comedy community and having these people on our show over and over again and having friendships that were born just out of the podcast, Just, like, in real life how you have friends where it's like, oh, we have this in common. We both like acting. We both like this movie or we root for this team or we went to this college – and that's what Gilmore became. So, like, people like Al Sweaterland and Aisha Muhar and Sarah Hayward and Jason Mandzukit and even guys like Ross Kimball and Rishi Hirway and, and Brock Wilbur and Guy Branham and, like, being able to, like, just kind of make friends in the different and new way where it's like, yeah, we're all, you know, we have this thing in common. It, it, it's just, like, a funny thing to do as an adult, and it's such a you know unconventional way to go about it but people say that like oh how do you make friends how do you do that and so I always think of like the friendship of that and like when Richie and I text each other and it's like oh what's going on in your pocket he's gone through this and it's like something that you know a, a, a very small amount of people in the world can understand like I said this thing and people are correcting me on Twitter and how do you handle this <laughs> and, and giving each other advice on that sort of stuff that's like all of that, even outside the Gilmore cast, is,
1: is very, very meaningful to me. It's awesome.
0: I love hearing that. Well now we can we can be podcast friends. That'll be our thing. Please. Please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now
2: we're connected. Yes. See, that's how it works. It's like and that is the funny thing about the podcast ecosystem because there's like virtually no money in it. It's all a currency <laughs> of kindness and friendship and fun. Which makes everything much easier to make. For the most part, it makes everything much easier. And so, like, hey, you want to do my thing? Hey, you want to do my thing? And, and, yeah, so that's like, like, for example, I just love that podcast, Go Boys, which yeah. is a podcast that Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger do. And I just DMed Nick because I thought he was following me. And I was like, hey, if you ever run out of good guests, I'll do it. And then they <laughs> had me on the show a couple of weeks later, which was that's so awesome.
0: fun. I love that. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, it's pretty amazing that, like, there's a few different avenues to find any person, especially social media is, you know, a, a huge advantage in these times. But we haven't heard no from any person we reached out to. Yeah. Like, every every person's so generous and they're, yourself, you know, I, I definitely include you in this list because we appreciate your time. It's like,
1: absolutely. You know,
0: it, it means so much when people just say yes. They're just so, they're yes anding their literal lives. It, it's lies. great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is kind of like a—it's kind of an overflow of that mentality, right? Like the UCP stuff, where it's like everyone does each other's shows because everyone's paying five dollars for a ticket, so everyone performs for free, and it's for the fun, and that's how you get people sold on the idea. So yeah, that's that's a cool thing to share. That like, I think a lot of people create, and I think it's not specific to podcasting, but but I feel like it's definitely broadened in that sense because it's like so, you know, national and global at this point and in that economy of kindness. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like popularized the idea and the model of that and people just working on each other's stuff for free and elevating that and making each other's stuff better.
0: Well said. Yeah. Here, <laughs> Um So our last question, thank you so much for all of the uh, – you, you're one of the best people to talk to. Um. We're on Bunhead Bros. I made it sound like I was. I record with them. You're on Bunhead Bros. Now. I'm on Bunhead Bros. It's yeah, it's a surprise! New show, greenlit pilot, going to CBS, half hour multicam. Cool, cool, nice.
2: Cool. <laughs> <sounds> um, terrible. <laughs>
0: So, Bunhead Bros is in full swing. You only got 18 episodes. What's next? Is it Jezebel James? Have you and Demi... Is Demi... Demi seems like he might be ready to throw in the towel a little bit (laughs) when he talks about what's next, but I I just want to know from you, kind of, where do you see your podcast future and your relationship with Demi professionally and his friends? How's that going?
2: Oh, wow. It's turned into a counseling (laughs)
1: event.
2: Well, the other half, half of the couple's counseling is not here. Um,
0: oh, no.
2: For the future of the podcast, I mean, it's over at the end of Bunhead. Like, that's the end of Gilmore, guys, with Kevin and Demi. Like, that's, I if they make more episodes of Gilmore, I don't foresee a future, which we both wouldn't come back for that. Right. But until that, but, like, I don't think we're going to be like, ah, we got to do Mrs. Mazelman now or whatever <laughs> it is. Like, there's not like really uh, I I think I think for the future that be it. And, well what's funny is like for our podcast feed now, because we've accrued a certain kind of audience, I feel like after Bunhead we might still put stuff up or, or like specifically I might still put up stuff in the feed that kind of like it might be like a Gilmore Guys present in it where it's like, Oh, we're gonna like you know, oh, you guys want us to talk about Friday Night Lights? We're gonna do it for one episode. Or we're gonna do Parenthood for one episode and then move on. And so it becomes like an anthology sort of thing. I've played around with that idea. But at the end of at the end of Bunheads, the Gilmore guys partnership for like recapping and doing commentary for T V shows, I think we'll come to a close and that'll be it. That so sweet. after that, I mean, I I think we'll both continue to work in the podcast space and and do stuff. I don't know, like, what the future of our collaboration will look like, but I don't know. We haven't really talked about it too much. We've just kind of, like, had our heads down and, and done the stuff we've done. Right.
0: Well, so we'll I hope that you pass on our well wishes to Demi, because he, he got picked up their show for a second season. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: real cool. Good places coming back. Great. For another year, which will be very fun.
0: Oh man. Okay, Kevin, that was so many questions and yeah. you uh, the yeah. best answers. Absolutely. Um do you And, and I didn't scream once. You okay. didn't we are
1: so like we're so grateful for that too. Like
0: Oh my god. <laughs> it wasn't torture hopefully. Yeah. I I just I feel like this is a, an embarrassment of riches right now. Absolutely. Um Oh wow. Yeah. wow I'm happy to embarrass.
1: You. <laughs> Price translation, please be our friend. Please, um Please,
0: please. Um <laughs> Okay, so if you have a few minutes, did you bring us a thing that happened this week? We'd love for you to share a little story if you have one.
2: Oh, a thing that happened this week. I know this was in the email, and I was thinking of one right before we got on onto the phone. Uh, Oh, I mean... Like just happened to me personally, not like a news event or something. Right? right yeah. In
0: your, it's mostly like we we roundtable happenstance, like just weird things, day to day, funny or shocking or interesting or thought provoking. Anything really is game.
2: Oh sure. Um. Well, you know, it wasn't this week, but it was a couple weeks ago.
0: Sure. And
2: I work at, at Funny or Die, and we were doing this shoot where it was a sketch video with a bunch of different, um. Celebrities doing like this fake PSA, some some, and so I I forgot that the shoot was happening, and I walked downstairs to where the to where the studio was, and in the in the like dressing room slash green room, uh, it was Cara Delevingne and Susan Sarandon talking to each other, <laughs> and and it really threw me off. I was just like hubba hubba hubba, not for Cara, but of course for Susan, because yeah. that's certainly high, right? Same. Of course, but I mean. Lady is 70 and looks good <laughs> and weird. And like, I was thrown up out for the whole rest of the day. And I've gone through this spiral. Obviously, feud is coming up on FX. Of course, I'm going to watch that. But I was like, when is it about this? And I figured out, oh, she's like a bishop doppelganger in a lot of ways. Like similar hair color, yes. similar big, huge, beautiful eyes, even a similar voice. And they're like one year apart.
1: Yeah.
2: The lady is 70. She looks about 42 or 43. She looks so glam and gorgeous. I don't know what she's doing, but she needs to do more of it and keep it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was the thing that happened was that, that encounter. Was, we didn't even talk that much. But I was just like, la, 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 la. I didn't want to say the wrong thing, so I didn't say anything at all. <laughs>
0: We were just, before we got on the phone with you, our our chit-chat at the top of the show was about, well, at least for me, dilphi actors that are, like, older than my dad, but I'm just like, whatever you're doing, like you said, keep it up, because I'm whatever in love. Whatever is
1: in your water, like, <laughs> give me some. <laughs> sure. Me some. Oh,
2: yeah. Drink it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stay <laughs> hydrated out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stay oh, hydrated. Please. Yeah, that skin, it needs it. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much. We are, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think I speak for both of us. I'm like still freaking out. My hand is shaking right now. It's amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, well, you're so welcome. This was so fun to do. And we wish you all the luck. You got, what, 12 more? How many more episodes of Bunhead Bros?
2: After this episode comes out next Monday, we'll have 12 more.
0: Okay. So where can people find you and Demi and the show?
2: Uh, you can find me at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I think Demi's at Electra Living everywhere. And then you can follow the show Gilmore Guys on Twitter at Gilmore Guys Show, or find it wherever you find podcasts. And it's called Gilmore Guys.
0: Yeah. Well. Awesome. N- no time like the present to start a binge of two and a half years of audio content. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's only you know I looked at our host site and it, and it breaks it down like how many episodes and how many hours and- Currently we're at um two hundred and twenty one episodes. Whoa which means crazy! only four hundred and twelve hours of content. So oh everyone can gosh. check that out. <laughs> which is a bummer because there are there are some people who are catching up on it now for the first time, which is which is cool, but then they'll tweet like, Oh no, Gilmore guys are talking about Trump in like season two and we're like shit <laughs> <laughs> What an unfortunate series of events.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're hopeful that, I, I mean, I, I don't even think I need hope that whatever you and Demi do from now for forever is going to be successful, as successful as this or more. Mm-hmm. We'll
2: see. It, it might be our Gilmore girls and then our next thing might be our bun.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Valid.
0: Well, I promise I'll keep listening. I'm getting Ian on the boat. When he's caught up with Gilmore girls, then he'll get you in his earbuds. Exactly.
2: Oh, uh, no. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having
0: me, guys. Of course.
1: Thanks for being here.
0: Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Have a great night, Kevin. Thank you for good everything.
1: Night. All right. You guys too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was really fucking cool. Is he
0: not the nicest person you've Holy ever shit, talked Yeah. To? Oh, my god. Oh, my gosh. And all of the ladies in the room swooned. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I know we just hung up the phone with you, but wow, that was just. Holy shit. And the detail, like the knowledge of television and just, just everything. I mean, and Demi has this too. I feel like I glean so much knowledge about just piloting, green lighting, mm-hmm. like cinematography, like just the things they talk about. It's clear, you know, they're so knowledgeable. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Wow, do you feel? Are you just like overwhelmed? I
1: feel like I need to like catch up. Are you amped now to watch? I need to to catch up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're revved up. Uh huh. All right, guys, that was. (laughs) I feel like I'm falling apart inside. Okay, that was amazing. When we come back, we got the quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. All right, who's going first this week?
1: Uh. To, to ask her to answer,
0: I want to answer first. Okay. Because you do normally that. answer first, right? I, I feel like that's a thing. <coughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry, I coughed. Okay, here we go.
1: Okay. Um, Claire Manship. Yeah. At the Womanship. Always. Um, what are you obsessed with right now?
0: I am obsessed with Dear Evan Hansen. <gasps> okay. On Super Bowl Sunday, I went to see the show.
1: Sounds about right.
0: The room was obviously sold out, and it was all of the people who don't care about the Super Bowl. Of course. So it was like, I'm telling you, Ian, it was like a rock concert. It was the most insane. Yeah. It was fucking insane. It was so crazy. Ben came out on stage. Ben Platt came out and starts the show. There's no, like, overture or anything. Mm-hmm. So he starts the show on stage. And he walked out in the darkness, and they couldn't start Because we wouldn't shut up.
1: That's amazing. It
0: was like, it was so, he finished waving through a window. And obviously anyone who's listening, you know, who knows the music. But it finishes with this unbelievable set of money notes. And he gets to like the last two bars. He hasn't even hit the money note yet. And the audience is drowning him out screaming. Because they know it's coming. Like it's. Holy shit. It was uh, it was insane. it was a religious experience. For real, I've been listening to the music nonstop. I need to
1: listen to this. I
0: do. I I know kind of through social media and and through mutual friends, Bench Pasek and Justin Paul, who wrote the show. They just won a Golden Globe. They're probably going to win an oh, Oscar. Shit, yeah, it's fine. Um, they're amazing. And uh, when we were growing up, early theater lovers, they mm-hmm. wrote Edges, and Edges oh. was. Edges um, was
1: everything. Edges was
0: everything, you know, because it was so timely. Oh, they yeah. had a song about friending people on Facebook. Oh, like, my it was, God, yeah. Yeah, and then they oh. also had Ready to be Loved. Ready and, to be Loved. Um, and look at you lying there, sleeping so soundly. Because
1: I'm a young tenor, everything for me was... um, Someday I'll pack up my things and move on. Move yes. On, move
0: on, Yes. Or the one where the guy's like, one day I'll invent something. Like yeah. a car that can or you know. Okay, so anyway... Bench Justin Paul, they wrote Dear Evan Hansen. Ben Platt is giving the performance of a lifetime. And he's
1: like younger than us.
0: No, 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 no. I think, a, a, is he?
1: He's like 23.
0: He's married. Are you he's sh- like
1: 23.
0: What? Hold on. I'm okay, we're, we're
1: Googling this shit right now. I mean, now, he is everybody. married. I
0: know he's married. I
1: mean, yeah.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Ben Platt age. Ben Platt age. Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. He's married at twenty-three. Good I mean, for good him. Good for him. True love forever.
1: Uh, let's hope. Um No, it is. I Okay, think it great, is. cool. I uh, mean, unless st-
0: they're they're gonna be Christian Borle and Sutton Foster, because they're both Broadway stars. Who, who's his wife? I can't remember her name. Oh, but I don't She's also get a Broadway person. Uh I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, hold please. Hold please, hold on. Ben Platt wife.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't say, but I saw it on Facebook. Okay, anyway, Ben Platt spends most of the show crying so hard that boogers are running down his face. He spends most of the show sobbing, and he unabashedly spits, like, in the show when he sings. Mm -hmm. Like, like snot is running all over his face. He's not afraid to be ugly. And he still is singing, like, I've never... There's this song called Words Fail, Mm -hmm. which I don't want to ruin the story, but it's definitely at the climax. Something is revealed, and he has shocked somebody and, and he says words fail. And he, um, I'm telling you, he's like, (gasps) like crying his eyes out on the floor. And then he lifts his head up and finds his light. And he goes, words fail, words fail. And you're like, what? No, it's not humanly possible.
1: Holy shit! <laughs>
0: so I am obsessed with Dear Evan Hansen. Everyone, go see it, please. Like, I'm
1: almost afraid to check it out because, like, I know that it's gonna like be too amazing. Like it was. It I'm was, like, and I've been in for it. Like I'm like I'm.
0: You I'm, are a great fit for that show, buddy. Yeah, you're a great fit. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, okay, let's book it. Let's book it. Let's High five. It. Booking. All right. Ooh. I actually could be one of the roles in that show too. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the nerdy like class president who um, like is obsessed with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: my friend did the wardrobe for it off Broadway.
0: Amazing. Yeah. She Amazing. yeah at, she, at second stage at second stage yeah, yeah she,
1: she um I forget who she dressed but like she was yeah she was probably the
0: all of them because it's like a cast of five people.
1: You know, <laughs> the, yeah. That of sounds what, about right. Idiot? I think it's it was like it was like her and a supervisor. I think. Like, yeah. Just because they, they used, I could, again, I could be making that up, but like, I'm going to get a text from Colleen being like, fuck you, Ian. Um,
0: <laughs> you outed me on a podcast that yeah. no one listens to. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Um.
0: Okay, so. so you're obsessed what... with Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, Excellent. Dear Evan Hansen. Um. Uh. Uh. Not Desert Island? Yeah,
1: Desert Island. Oh, cool, I thought so. Um. Um. Three. Did we do three fruits? Like, only three fruits that you could eat?
0: We did foods.
1: We did foods. I want to know, like, three, like, fruits. <laughs> Do you remember
0: that one time I was like, I'll just put all the food on my head and be the Chiquita that banana lady? <laughs> was still
1: one of my favorite moments from this podcast.
0: That is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Aw, buddy.
1: Um, so, like, three fruits. Like, three fruits that three you can only, like, only that you can eat for the, that you have to eat for the rest of your life or the time on the side.
0: Okay, duh, mango. Yeah. Yeah, I ate mango on this podcast. Like, yeah. who, I give no fucks. Y'all can suck it. I'm gonna eat mango. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Blueberries Ooh. and raspberries. Ooh. Raspberries are really fun because you can put them on your fingers like Amelie and then walk around with <laughs> raspberry fingers, like raspberry claws.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty on brand for you. Um, <laughs> um, what are you watching slash listening to now?
0: Always listening to The Gilmore Guys. What up? Hey, Kevin and Demi. And uh, let's see. What else have I been listening to recently? Got back into the NPR Politics podcast. Me too. I took enough time off that I was like, okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And my boss has me um, like cooking at work sometimes. The girls don't need me that much anymore. Uh Uh So I like uh, at certain days of the week, they just don't need me. Um, And so to keep me like on the payroll and keeping me busy, they've been like giving me like free reign of the kitchen to like cook in the house that's myself. really great. Yeah, it's great. So that's when I've been listening to that. Excellent. And obviously I've been listening to Dear Evan Hansen, but I also like Katy Perry's new single, um, Change of the Rhythm, which is like not her usual like party party glitter sparklers kind of thing. Um, but I, I dig it because she's cool. she's one of my muses. I think she's a powerful, yeah. nasty woman. I like her. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, who was the last person you texted without cheating?
0: It was Kevin Porter. Uh, well,
1: yeah, that makes sense. That um, <laughs> sounds about
0: right. Um, and uh, before that, it was okay. So you remember a few, like maybe a couple months ago, my friend Jenna and I were developing an app, which yeah. is like still backburnered right now because apps are expensive to make. Yeah. But um, some these these app developers keep emailing us, being like, "Hey, like we still want to do it. It's a genius idea." And so. Um, Jenna today took the reins on, like, guys, we told you we don't have the capital right now, X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. And so I texted her to thank her for, like...
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Um, wow. It's, uh, guys, I, I, I have, you know, like, 800 Facebook friends. If each of you gave me a dollar or two dollars, I could pay my rent for a couple months or I could put down one percent of an app
1: (laughs) and and you'd literally be getting it on the ground floor of it yeah and she's told me about it it's a really cool idea guys yeah
0: I really want to do it it would be amazing yeah
1: um and finally one person alive or dead who you may or may not know who you wish well
0: I would like to wish well I'll stay on brand I would like to wish well Demi Adigewebe, Mm -hmm. one half, the other half. Um, We missed him this evening, but um, he is a wealth of knowledge and interesting information, and he has a really charismatic way of of phrasing things, especially when it goes against what uh, someone has just said. Mm. If he has um, the—I should say, he's one half of the Gilmore guys, if if (sighs) we didn't get that. I didn't finish my thought, but— Especially when he disagrees with what someone has just said. He's a really classy way of being like, you know what? I, I don't feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you can always tell it comes from a place of respect. And I think that, um, you know, with other podcasts that I really like, you know, like um, Jessica and Phoebe on Two Dope Queens, mm-hmm. um, Sam Sanders and uh, Sarah Koenig and some of my favorite people over at NPR, they just have a way of, of phrasing things where like if it's not something people want to hear... Or it's an unpopular opinion, or it may go against the grain. Um, a soothing voice and a smart mind go a long way in podcasting, and oh, I yeah. think I think that Demi has that, you know. In and of life cor-
1: too, in general. I yeah,
0: think. exactly. And I, so yeah, I I wish Demi well, and um, we missed him this evening. And I'm gonna keep you know on with all the projects he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You ready? I is. Here we go. Ian Brodsky. Yes. Ibrosky. My best friend. Yeah. Yeah. What are you obsessed with right now?
1: This is going to sound really weird, but I'm obsessed with Old Navy athletic gear.
0: No, you're not. I
1: fucking am. What the fuck? Because contrary to popular belief, I know I just spent like 20 minutes talking about how I, I literally am the liberal Jew media, but I'm not made of money so (gasps) the shoe I'm
0: wearing is old Navy old Navy athletic yeah yeah because I couldn't afford to do my laundry but I could afford to buy clothes at old Navy exactly that were clean
1: (laughs) yeah um and so like I don't own I own one pair of Lululemon pants and I understand that is a big thing in this day and age but Mm. I saw online the other day that old Navy has like this gear that just like kind of looks like Lululemon stuff so I was like yeah I can afford that so I bought like underwear and i bought pants and i bought like a pullover like and it is super comfortable and great and like it's i'm obsessed with it
0: did you have to pay shipping
1: no i'm well, I, I saw it online and then i was like i'm gonna go into a store
0: okay because i was about to say if you didn't go down to 125th street that is a magical old navy i didn't what
1: i went to the 34th street one who
0: the fuck are
1: you i don't know who
0: do you think you are
1: i don't know <laughs>
0: um. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you wearing them right now?
1: Uh, Yeah, the pants, because I just came from teaching, so. The pants. Yeah, so they are, like, very oh, similar. Yeah. that
0: color, it's like sexy olive.
1: Yeah, as, as I, like, put my leg up on the table. Um, but yeah. <laughs>
0: laying out like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's true. Oh, um, that got me. So that. Okay. Desert Island. You did three fruits, so I'll do three vegetables. Ooh. The worst choices ever. <laughs> no.
1: Right. Um... Well, and I'm going to preface this by saying I took a plant life class in college, so I know not all these are going to technically be vegetables. So I like am sorry. So you like the guy sorry. in the Martian. You can like yeah,
0: you fine. Can botany your exactly. life
1: away. <laughs> um, but I would bring sugar snap peas, which I know our legumes deal with it. I would bring sugar snap peas. Counts. Um, Ooh, what else? Um, I would say corn, but like I would need something to like cook it in, so I'm not going to do corn. Ew,
0: don't do corn. It makes know. you farty
1: does <laughs> um <laughs> corn i'm actually gonna go with celery because i fucking love celery
0: okay all
1: right <laughs> claire's like i don't know i don't relate but i <laughs> well
0: it's one of those foods that you burn more calories eating, eating it than yeah. do than you do consuming it,
1: yeah. it. so celery. i guess that's
0: syn- 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 Synony- synonymous 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 <laughs> Synony.
1: um and carrots
0: carrots, carrots. interesting okay okay yeah.
1: i've been into carrots lately all right oh yeah. lately yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm in an amazing mood. (laughs) I feel like I'm high on life! You are. Okay, what are you watching slash listening to?
1: So, I am listening to a lot of things because I've been spending a lot of time on the train. Um, I'm listening to Pod Save America, which is a political podcast hosted by um, two of... President Obama's former uh, speechwriters. Amazing. So they are looking at this new administration from the lens of someone who literally just did it. And, like, it's a little problematic in the way that it's, like, it's two white dudes mansplaining the presidency. But, like, they're very smart, they're very engaging, they're very funny, like, and it's a really... like And it's very digestible. So I'm listening to that, I'm listening to NPR Politics, um, and I'm listening to... A couple artists that I, sorry, I need to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. I'm good.
0: You're a four-time sneezer? I'm like
1: an eight-time sneezer. I ha- I'm i a mess, Claire. You
0: almost sneezed when Kevin was on the phone.
1: No, I had to cough that whole time. I know. So I was like waiting for like laugh breaks so I could do that. Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> the listeners will never know. They'll never know.
1: Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm listening to that, and I'm listening to a couple artists that I'm like revisiting from a few years ago. So, I'm okay. listening to an artist called The Tallest Man on Earth. Okay. And it is a very folksy, like it's just him and one other instrument that he plays. And they're very Bob Dylan y, like Woody Guthrie sounding, very simple, um, like folky songs. And I'm just loving it right now. Great. Um, yeah, so I'm listening to that. I'm listening to a lot of Woody Guthrie covers um, by like. Uh, current artists who are covering his work, which is really cool because I love all that stuff. Yeah,
0: I had a moment of dyslexia in my head and I was saying Wathry. Goody Wuthery. Goody Wuthery. I saw Goody Wuthery with, with the, the devil! devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For all those that are still listening after Kevin hung up the phone, you're right. really getting something. <laughs> okay, uh, last person that you texted that wasn't me uh, and you can't look.
1: It was... Um, it's funny, because I had, like, so many people reach out to me today, um, but the last one was my cousin, Jillian. Um, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Um, so she and I saw Waitress the Musical together, and it was announced officially today, I believe, that Sarah Bareilles is going to be starring in I it. I
0: knew it. I knew it, and I couldn't say anything. Me too. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but, so she sends me, like, that article, and she's like, can we go again? And I'm like, and my roommate works on Waitress. Um, she's the assistant company manager. Um, so.
0: Wait, the, I want to go. I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Um. So the first, like, so long story short, the sh- long story short, long story short, the fir- uh, when I saw it, I brought her. It was her birthday, and um, we got comps. But now that Sarah's in it, I'm just like, well, let me see what my roommate can do. Yeah. But like, that's it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. Dope. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so dope. But it's going to be so difficult to get tickets.
0: Sugar, butter, flour. Power. Yeah. Okay. Have you been in for that show yet? Yeah, actually. I was in callbacks when it was going out for It's oh, Out of Town. I remember
1: you told me yeah, about that. Yeah, and then
0: the role went Asian.
1: <laughs> Go figure. Well,
0: actually, I think they just cast an Asian woman and now have only replaced her with other Asian women. Her the role... one's not Asian. Oh, okay. Because yeah, She just the... has like,
1: like, she just kind of was like, not like... This is about to get racial, but, like, she kind of has, like, an Asian feature-ish
0: okay. look to her. all right. I mean, that being said, like, the book doesn't reference her race at all, no. but, uh, you know, I think that once once one person plays it, it's kind of like it sets a precedent. the genie in Aladdin will always be played by a black guy now because yeah. the original was black, and that's, yeah. you know, but that's great because people of color on Broadway need work. Exactly. That isn't Miss oh, Although, that oh, was, that was That,
1: that was, was me, you. sorry. I thought
0: it was me. Oh, God. Me. Ian dropped his phone. Sabotaging sorry, Sabotaging
1: my own show.
0: Sorry, y'all.
1: That's staying in. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Um, now I, the show is mine. This is like the fourth week in a row that it, it's become my show. I'm going to get it. It's going to be all mine. I'm like, I'm I'm the brain of Pinky and the Brain. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our favorite question mm-hmm. this week and every week, one person, living or dead, who you may or may not know that you would like to wish well today.
1: I'm going to do a repeat here because I know I've said it before, but okay. I'm going to wish Hillary Clinton well again.
0: Hey, Hill Dog.
1: Because... She is just living her best life, like, out of the public eye, but, like, seeing Broadway shows and, like, getting, like, standing ovations for just walking in a room, walking her dog. As she should. As she should. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, you, like, girl, you don't owe us shit at this point. So, like, you do you. You see every show on Broadway. You do whatever the fuck you want because
0: you're worth it. In New York City, for those that don't live here, um, the New York Health and Racquet Club has these huge banners outside these giant flags that have a big circle in blue letters that says HRC. And so it looks like, you know.
1: Hillary Rodham Clinton. And every time I pass it, I have to re-educate myself on what HRC stands for. And there's
0: like 15 locations, so every corner you turn. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that gets me. Well, Hill Dog, we love you. We're still with you. Uh, Yeah, And whatever she does next, I'm excited. I'm here for it. The Obama Foundation, the Joe Biden Foundation, a lot of stuff is, a lot of great stuff is happening right now. Yeah. And just the name Rance Priebus is funny. Rance Priebus. That's how I feel about politics.
1: At least we get to say that for four years.
0: Rance. 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 Well, maybe for four days. I mean, you never know who's going to get booted next. Um,
1: I have, I've heard other people refer to him as Reince. Which is? Uh,
0: Rince. I've heard Rince Priebus. Rince. But I F think that's Rince. just like a Southern. Rince.
1: Rince. Rince Priebus. Yeah.
0: If, my, if I got married to a guy named Rince first off, <laughs> and if my name turned to Priebus, I would keep my equity name you forever. Would keep your equity
1: name forever.
0: <gasps> Tangent number three, really quick. Yes, The let's other do it. day, I saw um, a sign in sheet at an equity chorus call, and someone on the non union list had signed in his name. And I know for a fact that one of my friends, who's already Equity, has his name. And I was like, oh yeah. man, this guy's about to have a world of pain. He's going to have to yeah. put a little initial in there. Exactly. Or wait until my friend dies. And my friend is very young and healthy, so, so that's th- not...
1: that's not... We're not anticipating that. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man.
0: All right, thus endeth The third tangent. Yeah. And let's plug away. Let's,
1: plugs on plugs. Here we go. Plug it in, plug it in. Ian, where can
0: people find you? At
1: Ibroski on Twitter. And Instagram, and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Um, I believe those are the the prime locations to find everything that is going on with this.
0: With this, you came back to Snapchat this past week. I did, and
1: I and for like I, five
0: seconds. For like five
1: seconds, like I'll, I'll we'll see what happens with that.
0: Okay, well, if you want a real Snap story, yeah, you need to wh- follow
1: me. And where can they follow you, Claire?
0: <laughs> at womanship, like a lady on a boat. Twitter and Snapchat. Uh ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship, because we getting fancy on the Brassy. Facebook. And the show is at
1: this Week's Thing on pretty much every platform. Yeah, so.
0: at This Week's Thing, ThisWeeksthing.com, ThisWeeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag This Week's Thing.
1: And find us on iTunes or SoundCloud, like us, rate us, subscribe to us.
0: Five stars! Five
1: stars, please and thank you.
0: Five stars, please um, and thank you. We hap- got our third five-star review. I
1: just happened to find that out today. Like, it was
0: great, and yeah. someone else told us. It wasn't like us going Exactly,
1: to it. yeah. <laughs> um. So, keep it up, guys.
0: Amazing, guys. Thank you for everything and a huge, huge, Huge thank you to Kevin T. Porter. Thanks, Kev. At Kevin T. Porter on all of the platforms. His co-host Demia DiGiwebe at Electro Lemon, And last time at Gilmore Guys Show. If you want to follow what they're doing, it's amazing. Great. Yes. Great. All right, guys.
1: I'm Ian Brodsky.
0: And I'm Claire Manship. And that, and that was, was the thing, thing that, happened that happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Good night.